Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissist actors, directors, and producers. Here, we'll laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does, and they've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to do the top five most overrated best actress winners from the years 1980 to 2010. I highly recommend, if you haven't seen the one from last week where we did the best actor overrated winners from 1980 to 2010, definitely check that out. And also check out the best picture overrated winners from the same years. Uh, because they're all kind of similar and there's going to be some overlap. And as always, check out the back catalog. And if you appreciate our content at all, please rate and review on Spotify or Apple because it helps with the algorithm and getting this podcast to grow. May, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, Gregory. All right, let's get to it. So <laughs> my criteria is a little different than May's. I pick five that I think it, in this year, the winner should not have won because there were such glaring, egregious, obvious winners. So I'm not going to pick necessarily years where whoever won, uh, won, but the other people was kind of a weak year. And so I'm like, yeah, let's just give it to them. I'm picking what I perceive to be just like the Academy was was like on acid or high or stoned or whatever when they when when the voters made the, these decisions. So May. Right. Yeah, my criteria is a bit different. It's not about so much the egregiousness of the Oscars or the Academy, but more so who was nominated that year and who I thought should have won more than the other, maybe. So uh, going first at number five, it was a very weak year, I think. And Hillary Swank won for Million Dollar Baby. That's 2004, correct? 2004, and I don't think she necessarily deserved it. Okay, give me um, other nominees. The nominees, and at Benning for Julia, I do think she deserved it. Uh, Catalina Sandivo Moreno, I believe. Uh -huh. um, number, let's see, number three, Imelda Stanton. I'm not even thinking I'm pronouncing these names right, but she's the, the, the new last queen. One, She's the new queen on the season of The Crown. Yeah, for very Oh, long. okay, okay. And then the last one is Kate Winslet for Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, which I did see. She's good, but she's not that great. So, so you think Annette Benning should have won for Being Julia? Yeah, I do think Annette Benning should have won. Okay. Not so Hillary Swank. I would agree. This is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Swank mm -hmm. is going to come up later. No spoiler alert. Um, not, I, I, I just don't get it. I mean, you, she's up there with Kate Blanchett in terms of winning twice and other iconic actresses. She has two in right. excessive years. So to be fair, like I, I forgot to mention at the beginning, it's not like there's 30 years times five, 150 portrayals by actresses. May and I have not seen every movie of these, these 30 years where women were nominated. So we're going to be honest and talk about which movies we've actually seen. So out of this group, of course, I've seen Eternal Sunshine because Kate Winslet is one of my crushes and uh, Million Dollar Baby. Those are the only ones in this year. So I just don't think Swank was that good in this. 
I think Winslet should have won it if I have to pick, but honestly, I haven't seen the other three performances. My problem with Million Dollar Baby is the ending. You know, it's a pro-euthanasia movie that's gut-wrenching the way, you because you think it's like a Rocky for, for women, female boxer, and then they just, the tone, Eastwood changes the tone of that movie and it's just, yeah, no. No. Well, Eastwood is is making this movie kind of like an ABC after school special. Movie, yeah, right. You know, so I don't see how Swank could have been the best actress that year. Well, so, I agree. It's probably a weak year, but to be fair, I've not seen Catalina Sandino Moreno. I actually know for being on season three of The Affair. He, she's okay. Josh Jackson's love interest, but I don't think she's had much of a career. And Imelda Stone and Annette Bening, of course, are A list Hollywood actresses, but. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Winslet, uh, Winslet's amazing in this, and Carrie's amazing, and they're both amazing in Eternal Sunshine. I think that's a great movie. That's a, it's Kaufman, a good movie. It's a Kaufman a... script, I think. I think Kaufman. Yeah, is. it's one of those offbeat movies, you know, yeah. kind of like being John Malkovich, sort of. Okay, that's, that. that's your number yeah. five, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, my number five is 1986, Marley Matlin. Now, for the PC and the woke, you're not going to like this choice. But Marley Matlin was uh, the actress who's deaf and she won the actress for Children of a Lesser God. Mm -hmm. The other nominees this year were Jane Fonda, The Morning After, Sissy Spacek for Crimes of the Heart, Kathleen Turner for Peggy Sue Got Married, Sigourney Weaver for playing Ripley and Aliens. Oh. Now, in retrospect, look, they gave this because she's deaf and she's fine. I mean, it's fine. It's a fine movie. But to me, I mean, I Peggy Sue Got Married is, is an okay movie. Turner's fine. And I don't think it's Academy Award Best Picture. I My hot take is this. Ripley, Aliens, Sigourney Weaver, I'm biased. This is Movies I Love, Episode 2. I talked about Aliens. Gifted actress. I'm glad she got nominated for this. There's no way they would have given her this Academy Award for that role. But give it to Jane Fonda, Morning After. Morning After is a great movie. Sissy Spacek and Crimes of the Heart is great, too. I would have given it to either of those two. Yeah, I love Sissy Spacek and Crimes of the Heart. Um, and I think Ripley, uh, Sigourney Weaver, yeah, that would have been a great Oscar for her to get. But yeah, I just don't see them doing that. They just don't give That's it to action cool. movies. But you know, yeah. her, her role as a female action lead was iconic and ahead of its time. Now we see it, it is. with, you know, it Star is. Wars has has uh, Daisy Ridley. And, you know, there's now it's like the female action lead is the norm, but back mm -hmm. in 86, it wasn't. So I just think that this Marley Madeline got it because she's deaf, let's be real. Okay. Okay, <laughs> well, cool. I agree though, that that was a very tough year. And I don't necessarily like, I don't necessarily think Marley Madeline deserved it that year. Yeah. Go ahead, you're number four. So number four is Gwyneth Paltrow and Shakespeare in Love. And the nominees were Kate Blanchett, who I think should have gotten her first Best Actress winning Oscar in 1998 for Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And I thought she should have won that year. Um, number three, I would have given it to Emily Watson. Number two, Meryl Streep. Um, well, let's, number four... Let's Let's give the choices. So it's Kate Blanchett and Elizabeth, the first Elizabeth. She's quite young in this. Fernanda Montenegro right. for Central Station. Meryl Streep for One True Thing. Emily Watson for Hillary and Jackie. Right. And then there's Fernanda Montenegro. Yeah, I just mentioned her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is number five. 
she and she won it and i don't know why all and right. i was upset so okay. <laughs> that's all i can say i, I was in that year i was reviewing this year and to me this is not super egregious because i found this to be a weak year and it's like Patro's good in it we've talked about shakespeare in love and the best picture winner you know catastrophe how it won over um saving private ryan it's essentially a rom-com in costume she's fine in this kate blanchett i think is better in elizabeth i think there's more range and she's just obviously a better actress yeah she's the one i and that, and I, I would agree with emily watson hillary jackie she's great in that too meryl strip one true thing i don't remember which movie that is but you know how it is. If she gets, yeah. she's in a movie, she's nominated pretty much every, every pretty year much. from 95 to 2020, pretty much. And um, who is uh, Fernando? I don't, I haven't seen Central Station, so I can't comment on that. Yeah. But, uh, okay. This was, this was one on my list, but it didn't even make honorable mention for me. All right. Okay. Well, this is interesting then. Yeah. So, so far, no overlap. I'm surprised. So number four. Number four for me is going to be 1987. Share. Now, you might not like this take. <laughs> the Cheristas will be mad. Cher wins it for Moonstruck. Great performance. Snap out of it. Remember what, he, what she right. said? Right. Okay, who's, who's nominated this year? Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction. Holly Hunter, Broadcast News. Sarah Kirkland, oh. Anna, Meryl Streep, Ironweed. All right. The, to me, I, I, Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close. I mean, this Glenn Close doesn't even have an Academy Award win. And no. she's great, and we might mention her up, you know, upcoming here in another year that she should have won as well. But I think, I mean, this role, Alex Forrest, is amazing. I mean, how many actresses have ripped off her portrayal of Alex Forrest as a cluster B borderline whack job? But also, how Holly Hunter in Broadcast News, that is an amazing movie. All three of the leads are packing heat in that movie, and I think it's great. But to me, I would give it to Goon Close. For fatal attraction. And Meryl Streep's good in Ireland. I mean, this is still good Meryl Streep, 80s Meryl Streep. Right. Her share. I think with share was like, well, you know, she just started acting recently and she's good in this. Let's give it to her. But I don't think she deserved it. And this the year of this movie was 1984, I believe. Or 87. 87. 87. Oh wow. So yeah. they seek, I, I believe the Academy thought that they were already giving Meryl Streep too many awards. Yeah, because she got one for Silkwood, so yeah, you know, but I do think she would have deserved it for Ironweed. But then, yes, Close was also good in Fatal Attraction, so yeah, just good. Uh, maybe because I'm a man, and Fatal Attraction always hits a nerve for every man who ever thinks about cheating. What's going to happen? <laughs> but mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. she's great in so many movies, and she just never got recognized and now she's never going to get recognized and holly hunter got recognized later uh we might bring that movie up later so it's just i don't know you know you see share after this and she's she's decent in some movies but overall not not really a career she's kind of like j-lo you know a singer who turned to movies was decent but she didn't deserve the academy award in my opinion all right your number three uh my number three is helen hunt and as good as it gets 1997 uh -huh. Okay, this is my number one most egregious oh. win. So give the nominees. Who are the nominees this so year? So the nominees are Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Uh, Julie Christie. Helena Bonham Carter for Wings of a Dove. Oh, yeah. And Julie Christie for Afterglow. Uh -huh. uh, Judy Dench for Mrs. Brown. 
and Kate Winslet for Titanic. And I don't think Kate Winslet deserves to win for her performance in Titanic that year. Okay. But yeah, I would give it either to Dench or to Christie. But um, I'm, what's I your never, problem with I never Hunt? saw the Bonham Carter's movie, so. Yeah, what's your problem with Helen Hunt? Oh my gosh, that movie is terrible. You mm -hmm. know, the whole entire movie. It's it's a Brooks movie, isn't it? Yeah, James L. Brooks. Yeah, James L. Brooks. I mean, his whole take on OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and then um, even I, I even don't think that Jack Nicholson deserved his Oscar for as good as it gets to the best actor award. Yes. He deserved it more for about Schmidt probably than he did in as good as it gets. Well, I, I just, think he deserves it for like all of his work in the eighties and nineties more. Yeah. Than, I mean, he yeah. was a top contender in the eighties, obviously sure, sure. and seventies, but yeah, Helen Hunt. No, she's no. just not good in it. She's, so she's not, I brought she's this up. Her. I brought this up in the 25th anniversary of the Oscar revisit for the 19, uh, maybe I did 97, maybe I did 98, but I, we've talked about Helen Hunt. I mean, she, look, she's mad about you. She was a teen uh, actress, child actress. She's on the NBC show with Paul Reiser. She's got no range. And the shocking thing is like, this isn't the only time the Academy recognized her as a nominee, but she wins. And it's like, if it's a week later, it's one thing, but look, I've seen Helen Bonham Carter and Wings of a Dove. It's an adaptation of, I want to say Henry Miller or Forrester. I can't remember. It's, it's, a, it's a period movie and she's good in it. It's a good movie. Judy Dench and Queen Victoria, or I'm sorry, it's Mrs. Brown. That's the movie that takes place after her husband, Prince Albert's died and it, she's in mourning. And then she befriends uh, uh, a man, Mr. Brown is like a manservant. And because of that, she kind of regains her her, so to speak, her, her, uh, she gets out of mourning, so to speak. And Kate yeah, that sounds like a juicy role to me. Yeah, well, it, I have not seen Afterglow, so I, I can't comment on that, but I've seen, and I've seen, obviously, Kate whines a lot, as James Cameron called her, in Titanic. I think she's good in this. I don't have a problem with Winslet winning this. And I think, and well, on one level, I, she's better than DiCaprio in this movie. I mean, I just think Dench and Christie probably deserve their Oscar. Well, I think we all agree that Helen Hunt should not have won this because I put this number one. And like Helen Hunt is a TV actress who for like five years somehow hoodwinked mm -hmm. and convinced the Academy that she's a good actress when she has no range. Yeah, I, I basically agree that she has very little range. And I just don't see why the Academy decided to award her the Oscar. I don't. I don't yeah, see I the movie you. being any good and I don't see the story being very good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look uh, Kinnear is nominated and eh, he plays Kinnear. Nicholson is just playing the curmudgeon. Helly Hunt's playing her typical Helen Hunt. So yeah, we agree. Yeah. Okay, so what's your number? My three? number three is Reese Witherspoon winning in 2005 and Walk the Line playing Jimmy oh, yeah. Crash. Other, <laughs> choice, other choices. Felicity Hoffman for Transamerica, where she plays the transgender woman. Kira Knightley for Pride and Prejudice. Charlize Theron for North Country. And Judy Dench, again, for Mrs. Henderson Presents. Now, this is one of those I was kind of on the fence because I, to me, there's no clear-cut winner. I just think Reese yeah. Witherspoon is not a good actress. And there's an episode here where I talk about Reese Witherspoon not being a good actress. And so what is she, what is she doing in this movie? She's being feisty. 
That's her role as June <laughs> Carter Cash. She's feisty. Just like when Roberts won it for Brockovich, it's just feisty Roberts. Sandra Bullock winning it for the blind side is just fat, feisty Bullock. Here she's just playing her Sweet Home Alabama character, essentially, to me. Right. No, no, no talent, no range. What's even worse is that she got nominated for Wild a couple of years later, where she yeah, know. just walks around in the woods and, again, has even less range, at least here, She's got to do some rage playing June Carter Crash, but June Carter Cash. But no, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he's great in this movie. We talked about him in, in the previous episode. Reese Witherspoon, no way. I would have given this to Knightley. Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. She's great. It's her iconic role. She does a great job as Lizzie Bennett. And I would have given it to her. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. Because I don't think I saw hardly any of the movies except Reese Witherspoon's movie. Okay. And I know that she really wasn't wasn't up to par, really. Yeah, she's just That's feisty with her stuff. In yeah. every in every every performance she does, even if it's like Pretty Little Lies on HBO, the the HBO show that she did about five years ago, it's, it's feisty Reese Witherspoon. She just it's mm -hmm. it's she's got one note, one note. She right. did Vanity Fair that when she tried to do the British accent, it just tanked. So she just has one note. She it's not like she has no talent. I think she's great in election and she's got some rom-com talent, but no, not as a serious actress. No way should Reese Witherspoon be a two-time nominee, one-time winner. Absolutely not. She's barely a notch above Helen Hunt. That's my hot take. Have uh, you seen, have, have you seen her in the wild or wild? Yes. Yes. See, yeah. I haven't seen her. So. Yeah. Look, she she's a great entrepreneur. She has her uh, her production company that just did Daisy Jones and the Six, and she's a great like businesswoman. She's worth four hundred million dollars. Uh, I talked about her recently because she divorced her second husband Jim Toth, who was like a super agent in Hollywood. So I, I don't know if I talked about her here or somewhere else, but um, you know I I recommend I, I laud her for having children young. And I laud her for her entrepreneurial gumption, but as an actress, I think she's way overrated. Okay, who is your number? We're on number two, correct? Your number two, um, number three. Yes. Number two. My number two is Jessica Tandy and Driving Miss Daisy. Miss Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's nominated this year? Um. Let's see. It is. Pauline Collins for Shirley Valentine, mm -hmm. Isabella Johnny for Camille Claudel, who's a beautiful actress, but I never saw her movie. Um, mm -hmm. Jessica Lange for Music Box and Michelle Pfeiffer for The Fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah. I just think that it was a very weak year, probably. Yeah. Um, but I probably would have gone with maybe Jessica Lange. Because well, Jessica yeah. Lang really hasn't won too many, but she has won one, I believe. She has two. So, she's got two, and she's been nominated six times. So I mean, yeah, she, but does she won two Best Actresses? She's won two Academy Awards. I don't know if they were Best or Supporting, but she yeah. has won twice. So okay, okay. I think people, but, in with time, forget how good of an actress Lang was because she was able to mix the sultry with the, the 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 good range the good acting yeah mm -hmm. she's great she won for blue sky in 1994 and then right she, she so won. i know she's gotten one best actress at least but i don't know the second one yeah um 
But yeah, just like a candy. candy. I just don't like the movie. I hate the movie, actually, Driving Miss Daisy. I think it's a step backwards in time. Um, it, it just doesn't do anything for me. The story about the Caucasian um, woman with the, with the African-American butler. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that she... Sh- Jessica Tandy showed much range, actually, but she does yeah. have range because she actually did play the original um, Blanche Dubois in a star in a streetcar named Desire. So on, on Broadway, so she does have range, but not in this role. We've um, talked about this movie in the overrated Best Picture winners. I think they gave it to Tandy because again, end of her career, and they wanted to, to recognize her. Um, to me. Fabulous Baker Boys, Pfeiffer is playing the sultry, you know, woman. She's fine in it. I would not have given it to her. And to be honest, I have not seen the other three movies. So I really can't comment on this here, to be honest. My, yeah. my number two, my number two is 1993. Holly Hunter wins for the piano. <laughs> here are the other choices. Angela Bassett, what's love got to do with it? Stocker Channing for Six Degrees of Separation, Emma Thompson for Remains of the Day, Deborah Winger for Shadowlands. Now, look, I've seen all five of these movies. Holly Hunter is great. That's a Jane K. Beyond movie, the one that takes place in Australia with yes. you know, the guy who loves to be naked in all of his movies, Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Uh, and uh, What's Your Face won the Best Supporting Actress, the little girl Anna Paquin with this movie. Holly Hunter's fine. She's a fine mm-hmm. actress, okay? She's fine. Angela Bassett should have gotten this. And we talked about this with Lawrence Fishburne in the previous episode. But she's oh, yeah. as Tina Turner, but also Emma Thompson in Remains of the Day, one of her best performances. Deborah Winger, top-notch actress. Shadowlands is the one about C.S. Lewis, where she's yeah, opposite Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. So to me, Hunter's fine, but no, she should not have deserved this. I would have given it to any of those three in particular, Angela Bassett. You know, Bassett was just recently nominated for Black Panther. But this she was a great movie. performance there too. But I've not, okay, I've not seen it because, you know, I don't watch Marvel movies. But to me, I mean, she's amazing. as, as but She Panther. is. I think she deserved it back then. Yeah, especially. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one, actually, because of Angela Bassett. And yeah, I do think she deserved it back then. Okay, who is and your as far as the best oh. supporting actress role that uh, Jessica Lange won for? It was for Tootsie back in 1982. Yeah. But my number one, I think she should have won it for Kate Fear. I think she's better in Kate Fear. Than yeah, Tootsie. she's she's good in Kate Fear. Um, but my number one is Catherine Hepburn. I mean, 1981 for. Uh, <laughs> It's like, or 1982, whatever you want to call it. 1981, but, 1981. All right, 1981. But anyways, yeah. she got her fourth Oscar. And no, she did not deserve it. I don't Who know. are the other nominees? Diane Keaton for Reds, I think should have gotten it. Okay. Marsha Mason for Only When I Laugh. Susan Sarandon for Atlantic City. And Meryl Streep for The French Lieutenant Woman. She should have also been highly considered for the win on that but it was just so surprising when Catherine Hepburn got her fourth Oscar I just don't think she deserved it Uh, we Um, talked about on Golden Pond in the previous episode when Henry Fonda won it and I don't mm -hmm. think this movie's held up well at all 
No. I agree with you. And it's just funny reviewing the best actress winners from the 80s because all five every year are just iconic actresses. And then you compare it to her nominating now. And it's like actresses that are all right, but they're not iconic. It just, to me, talks about the watering down of the Academy. Um, I love Reds. I can't stand Warren Beatty's politics, but this is a great movie about the Russian Revolution. And and uh, Jack Reed, who's the New York Times writer, goes there to write on the Russian Revolution. I, I think it's a great movie and Keaton's good in it. I don't, I don't remember her being that memorable, but it's good. Susan Sarandon is great in Atlantic City. I think that's a great movie, but Meryl Streep, French Lieutenant's Woman. To me, this is like top five Streep. I mean, yeah. this, she's on a run in this role. So yeah, Hepburn, you are more the expert on old Hollywood than me. Um, did she need to win? You said this is her fifth one, fifth best picture? Her fourth best one. Fourth, okay, and last one. I don't think, I, I think, think, I think she's fine, but yeah, I wouldn't have given it to her. Meryl Streep should have won probably. Yeah, she's great. Woman, but she also does win the next year for Sophie's Choice. And that's the problem. I mean, this this is the time where she's doing Kramer versus Kramer. She's mm -hmm. doing um, Deer Hunter. She's doing yeah. French Lieutenant's Woman, Silkwood. I mean, she's getting nominated Silk every year. Sophie's these, Choice. All of these yeah. club but, roles. Yeah. But these are these are legitimate. It's not like later Streep where she breathes on a film and should we give and it? She this, is, yeah. this is top notch Streep. So to me, right. yeah, I agree. Hepburn should not have won this. All right. My number one, my number one is 1988. 1988, let's look at 98. Jodie Foster wins it for The Accused. Oh. Here are the choices. Again, it's like Meryl Streep comes up, like, like, like is she nominated like eight times in this decade? We got Glenn Close, Dangerous Liaison, Melanie Griffith, Working Girl, Meryl Streep, A Cry in the Dark, My Dingo, The Dingo Ate My Baby. And Sigourney Weaver <laughs> for Gorillas in the Mist. All right. Jodie Foster. She was expected to win it, I think. Jodie Foster is, is good. You know, she wins it twice and within four years. I think, to be fair, I think her, her performance in The Accused is better than her performance in Silence of the Lambs. And, you know, she's great as the, the rape victim opposite Kelly McGillis. But if you look, I mean... I'm not a big fan of Griffin, and I'm not a big fan of her performance of Working Girl, but Glenn, Co Glenn Close, again, bringing her up. Dangerous Liaison and Fatal Attraction, she should have won for both. She is amazing in Liaison, opposite She Malcolm. is. She is amazing, amazing. Meryl Streep, good, good. And then Dingo Ate My Baby. And Sigourney Weaver, Gorillas in the Mist, that's when she plays Ian Fossey. She's good in this I too. I think she's great. I think Lauren Weaver's great in that movie. In yeah, that role. yeah. Foster's good, but it's just it's just one of those where it's like you know, child actress. Let's let's give it to her, and it, maybe it's just more for I think she's like um, she's like our our boys don't cry girl. What's her What's her name? Uh, Hillary Swank, who has two best actresses, and later on we talk about Frances McDormand, who's a, such an overrated three time winner. I just feel like Jodie Foster should not have two Academy Awards. So if I have to nitpick, um, to me, it's this year more than when she got it for Silence of the Lambs. Because I feel Silence of the Lambs year was a little weak because it's essentially her and the Thelma and Louise actresses, Gina Davis and Sarandon. So I just think that there's more talent in 88 and she should not have won it for The Accused. I, I do think she should have won it for Silence of the Lambs. I think that's an excellent movie with 
her co-star Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she there is something about her that the Academy just loves, and I don't, and I I can see why. But she hasn't really been in anything of late. But yeah, it's also the same thing with Tom Hanks too, winning it consecutively to along with that Hillary Swank as well. So they just happen to glom on to certain people that they really like for some reason. And I don't well, know. Well, Oster was beloved during this time and she has you know, a great career. Later, she's in one of my underrated movies, the one with McConaughey, Contact. I think she's great in that. Mm -hmm. She's a talented actress. I just don't think she, I think compared to the other talent, and to me, it's Glenn Close. Glenn Close and Dangerous Liaisons should have won it for this role. She's amazing in this movie. She yeah. is. She is. And I believe, wasn't John Malkovich? Yes. Movie? Yes. And also Michelle Pfeiffer for Best Yes. The only right. person who's atrociously bad in Dangerous Liaisons is, you know what I'm going to say? Me, uh, like Keanu Reeves, anytime tries to do like British. <laughs> he's horrible. He's horrible in this movie, but he's young. He's only like 18. In but that is a great movie. It oh, it's an amazing movie. movie. And they redid it with Valmont. Remember Valmont was with the net. Yeah, Band. with Colin Firth and Meg Tilly. And that was a flop. Yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. wasn't that good. And then they redid it again with Cruel Intentions. So, um, mm -hmm. and then they, they just did actually a new television uh, series on it. I don't know what platform it's on, but they've, they've respun Dangerous Liaisons. They, they put it in the 18th century. It's, you know, French novel. Um, but they've redone it. So because because the content is so good, it's all about seduction and manipulation. It's just an amazing movie. All right, do you have an honorable mention? Actually, I I don't. But I was I would have put that year that Angela Bassett was nominated okay. for the um, What's Love Got to Do with It? Yeah, I do have an honorable mention. I'm gonna go. You know, again, we're we're crapping on Hillary Swank, but. In 1999, she wins it for Boys Don't Cry, where she plays oh. the woman pretending to be a man. And right. Based on a true story. You know, it's it's a heartbreaking movie, uh, but I don't think she deserved it. Look, I mean, look who she's running against here. Again, <laughs> Meryl Streep, Music of the Heart. She's not good in this movie. I, this is one of those where she just got nominated. Julianne Moore in End of the Affair, Janet McTeer for Tumbleweeds, Annette Bening in American Beauty. Now, to me, I love Julianne Moore at End of the Affair. This is based on a Grand Green novel. She's having an affair with, I want to say it's Rafe Fiennes, and she's married, and um, it's a love affair during World War II, and it, it's just mm -hmm. a great movie. She's great at doing the, the British accent, and she's beautiful in this movie. Personally, because I'm a little biased, I'd give it to her for this performance because I think it's better than Still Alice, where she wins it for Best Actress there. I think that movie is mediocre, and I think she's not doing anything special in that movie. But yeah. I think most people would say Annette Benning should have won it for American Beauty because she's great in this movie. I mean, she's over the yeah, top. Yeah, she is. But the movie, I think, has problems. We've talked about in Best Picture winners. and But she and Spacey are both really good in this movie. They are. They are very good. But... I do think that Hilary Swank deserved it that year. Okay. Or Boys Don't Cry. But she did not deserve it for Million Dollar Baby at all. So, yeah. I think like Swank, Swank's coming off of Melrose Place. She was on Melrose Place or 90210. Right. Was, we used to watch her like, wow, she's in this movie. And it was a small yeah. movie. And again, she's good in it. But I mean, Annette Benning and Julianne Moore, to me, should have gotten it. 
Exactly. And then also, well, we're going out of our bracket here, but Brie Larson later on, when she wins. Man, she, she was also in some kind of seventh heaven kind of television show or whatever. If, if any of you guys are wondering, like, why we don't do any things from 2010 to, to today is because, <laughs> man, I feel that that decade, of course, there's exceptions like 12 Years a Slave. I mean, there are exceptions. But that decade in Best Picture winner, Best Actor, Best Actress, there's just so many flops. And I think we'll eventually, just for content's sake, right, May, we will do like 2010s, the decade of mistakes or something like that, where we just go through all these winners who should, who should have not won it. Yeah, there's quite a few. And I think it's just been uh, a testament to the times, you know, how much has changed over the years as far as the different movements that have come upon. Um, but I mean, it's actually been a big question too, if we're, if we're gonna really bring in um, the race card, I guess. You know, if you want to bring in Halle Berry, when did she win for Monsters Ball? 2002? Or 2003, maybe. 2003? But she was the last, supposedly the last woman of color to have won. 2001. 2001. Yeah, she was the last one to have won since Michelle Yeoh. So that's actually a, a good 22 years later. So Yeah, but I don't, I don't care about race. I believe in meritocracy. If you're a good actor, actress, you should deserve it. In that year... You got Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge, Shissy Spacek for In the Bedroom, which is an amazing movie. Uh, her and um, what's the guy's name? Uh, the British guy. Their son dies, and it's all kind of a breakdown of their of their marriage. Yeah, I forget. Zellweger and Bridget Jones' Diary. I mean, it's a good. And I movie. do think Halle Berry deserved the Oscar that year. I love okay. that movie. Uh, next up, guys, when, when May and I reunite, we're going to be doing actor versus actor, and I think we're doing Winslet versus. Um, no, we're no, doing Kidman versus Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's the next one. And then Costner versus Gibson, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. So guys, definitely every Wednesday, May and I reunite to fight it out. So May, I appreciate you coming on again. Thank you very much. Sure. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.